0: gift tonight from, um, from a, an amazing man of God. And so I would like to invite up uh, Joel Pollard, worship leader and also Chef Extraordinaire. <laughs> Thank you, Joel.
1: Yeah, he said it's on. All right. How's everybody doing? Hands up if you can hear me okay. All right? This is is pretty special. Um, First of all, I want to honor the Lord Jesus in this place. Okay? We give honor where honor is due. And to my spiritual father and mother, pastors, Brent and Suzanne Locker. Come on. And it would not be complete if I did not honor Pastor Russ Folkler, who is not only a dear friend, but at many times a confidant, an encourager, Sweet. an affirmer. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody? A a right All right. That will preach right there. You're right. Okay. Before we get started, because we're... T- turn to your neighbor and say, we're going to go there tonight. Okay. Why? Because the Holy Spirit wants to. Just saying. Now I want to do something that the Lord put on my heart. Pastor Brent called me a couple, actually two days ago, and uh, and uh, it's good. I want to honor Shannon. you do a little bit better than that, come on. Not only do we stand and honor her with our applause, we, and, and we honor her for all that she gives out of herself to keep things flowing in this house. Amen? Amen. And Shannon, um, because it's part of my nature, uh, the Lord did give me a prophetic word for you. And, uh, I need to be obedient to deliver that word. Um, The word in the heavens that I saw was downfall. And uh, there's a downfall coming to you. It's a downfall that only heaven could give. I had to write it down so I wouldn't miss a word. Because when heaven speaks, you want to record what heaven is, is speaking to you, Amen. And and the Lord would come to say in your ear tonight that this is going to affect every area of your life. The areas that you have prayed for, for a long, 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 long time. And he goes on to say that I've had you in a season, and now it's time. It's time for the climate change that you have desperately prayed and asked the Lord for. And God says, get ready. Because the downfall of heaven is going to be your portion. In Jesus' name. Everybody just yes. stretch your hands and say, More, Lord, for Shannon. More for Shannon. Yes. Amen. So, Father, we thank you in this place tonight, already for the present presence of your Holy Spirit. And, Father, we give you permission, full access, complete access, to go only where you can go. I've learned and keep on learning that the Holy Spirit can go where man can't, if we let him. So Lord, open our ears to hear and open our hearts to understand what you want to speak to us and where you want to go in us. In Jesus' name, everybody in agreement said, Amen. So, when I get up, um, the Holy Spirit is the honored guest, and I've come to realize in recent years that He sets the stage. He sets the spiritual climate for what He wants to do and accomplish when we are gathered as one. Amen? So, we're going to sing a little song, because we can And if you don't know it, it's a very catchy tune. You'll catch right on to it. So it's all stand with arms high and heart abandoned in all of the one who gave it all. All stand. My soul, Lord, to you surrendered. All I am is yours. Amen. We're just going to sing that a couple of times to sort of warm ourselves up for what Holy Spirit wants to come to do and how he wants to flow in this place. Amen. All stand. With arms high and heart
0: abandoned, in awe of the one who gave it all, I'll stand, my soul, Lord, to you surrendered, all I am is yours. (laughs) One more time, I'll stand. And I'll stand with arms high and heart abandoned, in all of the one who gave it all, I'll stand my soul, Lord, to you surrendered all. I am is yours. All I am is yours. Tell them. All I am is yours. Last time. All I am is yours. Whoa, whoa, how great your love is for me. Whoa, whoa, how great is your love. Whoa, whoa, how great your love is for me. Whoa. your last time. Whoa, 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 how great your love is for me. Whoa, whoa, how great is your
1: Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Ask the Lord. You may be seated. <clears throat> well, tonight, it's an honor to stand behind this pulpit and to really give you the word of the Lord. So two days ago, I asked, Jesus, what do you want me to talk about? Actually got the call in Costco. Shop Costco, that's a little free plug. Um, We're going to talk tonight about overcoming on the way to your dreams. Because that's where I'm at. How many overcomers are in the house tonight? Amen? And it's okay at any time when I'm talking tonight, for you to talk back to me. I'm, I'm very used to that, okay? It's okay, all right? Just saying, just putting that out there before we get started, all right? We love you, Joel. <laughs> we love you. Romans 8, 28, we all know it. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called, the called according to His purpose. Amen? How many are the called tonight? That's you and I, right? Now, what I'm going to do is I like to take practical approaches when I minister because I find it's easier for people to understand and relate to something that you're trying to perceive to them, amen, that you're trying to convey. How many of you like stories? I love stories, especially with milk and cookies. It's all good right there. Not tonight. My girls have three daughters. So we, we have a big supply of milk and cookie on hand at our house during story time. Alright. And the intent and the point of, make, of reading these stories is going to reflect how these people overcame on the way to their dreams. Because I believe prophetically there's some people here. I said there's some people here that are en route to their dreams. Not just to say, hello, dream. You look nice. But to walk out through dreams and to be a history maker and a forerunner in the earth. Amen? Alright, so we're going we're gonna to get started on this. And just, just enjoy this. Amen? God wants us to lavish upon His Word. He wants us to lavish upon what He's trying to speak into our hearts. And you're going to recognize these names. After His first audition... He was told by the casting director, why don't you stop wasting people's time and go out and become a dishwasher or something? He vowed to show him that he can make it, going on to win an Oscar, and become one of the most well-regarded actors in the business. And I speak of Sidney Poitier. Okay? Let's just continue, shall we? While today his name is synonymous with big budget, he was rejected from the USC School of Theater, Film and Television not once but three times. He eventually attended school at another location only to drop out to become a director before finishing. Uh, 35 years later, somebody say 35 years later. 35 years later. After starting his degree, he returned, say he returned, he returned. to school in 2002 to finally complete his work and earn his BA. It's the one and only Steven Spielberg. Wow. Okay. Now keep with me here, because this, turn to your neighbor again and say, this is about to get really good, okay? Because when I read this, it was hecka good. I'm like, dang, this is good stuff. All right, this one, you're, gonna, you're really going to like this one. You'll, you'll pick this up. His first book was rejected by 27 publishing houses. And he considered burning the manuscript he called, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street. He went on to author more than 40 best-selling children's books, including The Cat in the Hat and How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Dr. Seuss. See where we're going with this, people? She faced a hard road to get to her position, however, enduring a rough and often abusive childhood, as well as numerous career setbacks, including being fired from her job as a television reporter because she was, quote, unfit for TV. Oprah Winfrey. Okay? This is, I'm just being blessed just reading this. This is good stuff up here. In his first screen test, the testing director of MGM noted that he, quote, can not act, can't sing, slightly bald, can dance a little. This man went on to become an incredibly successful actor, singer, and dancer and kept that note in his Beverly Hills home to remind him of where he came from, the one and only Fred Astaire. You get five points for getting that right. All right, here we go. During his lifetime, he sold only one painting, and this was to a friend and only for a very small amount of money. While he was never a success during his life, he plugged on with painting, sometimes starving to complete his over 800 known works. Today, they bring in hundreds of millions of dollars. Vincent van Gogh. Okay? Just stop and think about some of your dreams right now. Chill on that for a while. Most, and I love this story because this is so close to my heart, most people wouldn't believe that a man often lauded as the best basketball player of all time was actually cut from his high school basketball team. Fortunately, he didn't let this setback stop him from playing the game. And he has stated, he is quoted to say this, I have missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I have lost almost 300 games. On 26 occasions, I have been entrusted to take the game-winning shot, and I missed. I have failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. Michael Jordan. That will preach right there if nothing else will. All right? Um, somebody's getting healed in their left wrist right now. Seriously? In their left wrist, somebody's getting healed, and I'm uh, sensing that somebody listening to the podcast is getting healed in their right hamstring on their right leg. So, be healed in Jesus' name. Imagine how difficult it would be to write a symphony, to dream up every single note, chord, and bar, all to form one grand masterpiece. Although we believe in reaching for your dreams, and we do, uh, we probably could admit that most of us are probably not capable of writing the next classical masterpiece? Now think about writing that same symphony without being able to hear any of it as you go. That's how he did it. He helped shape the future of music, even after he began to lose his hearing at the early age of 26. Over the next 20 years, he would be rendered almost completely deaf. However, how many like the word however? However, However, he kept composing some of his most influential pieces, including the Ninth Symphony, which is generally regarded as one of the greatest works of music ever written. The one, the only, Ludwig van Beethoven. Yeah. All right? All right. There's a couple more here because it bears reading this. How many are just sort of getting encouraged? I know I'm getting heck of encouraged just reading it for the fifth time up here. Here we go. Everybody okay so far? Checking in. Checking in's good. All right, this man said that for every action, there is an equal but opposite reaction. Some people who have suffered the most from life are the same ones who rise the highest. They find ways to take energy from obstacles. He, by the way, began as a poor farm boy whose father died before he was born and whose mother raised him on a total income of $400 a year. He is remembered for his explanation of the law of gravity. And that would be Sir Isaac Newton. There's always a story to a face that you see. The 15th of 17, children of a poor candle maker, he had only one year of schooling. Therefore, he taught himself four languages science, finance, politics, the classics, and how to write for publication. He went on to become a best educated and world famous inventor, diplomat, and author. Benjamin Franklin. Notice how most presidents are just only on money? He's not a president. He made the money. He's on the money. It sort of dawned on me how to get all the bills out. I'm like, wow, he's on money. Okay. Sort of interesting. I love this one. I love sports. He is remembered as the home run king, but he was also known as the strikeout champion. Having failed at bat 1,330 times, more than any other player in the major leagues at that time, he is Babe Ruth. And you get five bonus points for getting it right. All right? Now, I love this one. 1927, the head of a drama school advised this young lady to try another profession because she would never make it as an actress. She went on to have a history-making television series and eventually owned her own movie and television studio. The one, the only Lucille Ball. All right? It's interesting what you find when you do a little bit of research. In 1962, an executive of Decker Records made the following statement about a singing group. We don't like their sound. Besides, groups playing guitars are on the way out anyway. You know, he was talking about the Beatles? Just saying. He missed that one. All right, this is some cool stuff right here. These co-authors were turned down by 33 of New York's biggest publishing houses in the first month of their efforts to promote their labor of love. That would hurt. It would hurt, right? They heard anthologies don't sell. We don't think there's a market for this book. We just don't get it. The book's too positive. It's not topical enough. All totaled. They were rejected by 140 publishers. To top it off, their agent said, I can't sell this book. I'm giving it back to you guys. They finally found someone willing to take a risk on their project. The first books were published on June 28, 1993 and had become a Christmas favorite by the end of December. Word of mouth soon led to a groundswell of popularity. To meet the demand, the publisher had to subcontract printing. With over 60 million copies sold to date, 48 titles to print in the United States, and translations in over 30 languages, this book has made international publishing history. At one time or another, there have been at least eight of this book's titles simultaneously in the top 50 on the U.S. A to day best-selling books list, They hold a record in the Guinness Book of World Records for having the most book on the New York Times bestseller list at one time. Seven books in May of 98. Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen is chicken soup for the Soul series. When 140 publishers said no, they kept on until they got to the 141st. God's starting to speak to somebody in this place. Okay? Now I love this one. A San Francisco department store refused to exchange a pair of Levi's jeans for a different size for this man in 1968. Frustrated by the experience, like any right person would be, (laughs) this real estate developer opened his own store specializing in jeans. The store quickly grew into one of the most successful specialty chains in retailing history. The man is Donald Fisher, and the store he founded is called The Gap. Glad he got frustrated that day, because I like their clues. All right. He failed as a farmer. He failed as a real estate agent. He failed as a U.S. customs official. And he failed as a store clerk. That's a lot of failing right there. But, everybody say but. I love that conjunction. I love but. All right. He went on to command the Union armies during the Civil War, and was elected the 18th President of the United States of America in 1868. He is the one and only Ulysses S. Grant. Okay? This guy, he went from being a poverty-stricken orphan, ashamed of his clothing, to the multimillionaire owner of the Detroit Tigers, and America's largest pizza chain dominoes. He is Thomas Monaghan. Okay? Now this next one, I had to find some different stuff because a lot of stuff out there is... Sort of cliche, almost. He could never spell in his life, was reported to be dyslexic, and in childhood was sent home from school because he was, quote, too stupid to learn anything. He became one of the world's greatest inventors. Look up at the lights. Thomas Edison. Okay? And all of you admin people will love this next one. Oh, I love it. As a student at Yale University in the 60s, (laughs) this young man created a detailed term paper suggesting a business plan for a futuristic overnight delivery service. Unimpressed, his professor offered an average grade of C. That grade may well have seen the inspiration that led him to borrow over $200 million to launch this company in 1973. Still acting as president and CEO, he earns an annual salary of nearly $1.5 million dollars. I wonder what that professor is doing today. I speak of Fred Smith, founder, president, and CEO of FedEx. Not your typical preaching so far, is it? All right, here we go. Everybody will probably recognize this one. This man started selling paper cups to support his family. Now, this is the interesting thing. I knew Smith Wigglesworth started his ministry in his 60s, right? Because you're never done until God says you're done. I don't care if it's ministry business. I don't care what it is. At age 52, everybody say 52. 52. He was selling milkshake machines. When he called on a small fast food restaurant owned by two brothers. He quickly visualized the possibilities of franchising this unique approach to fast food. Bought the rights from the brothers. And went on. Everybody say he went on. He went on. Mmm, that's good right there. To build this restaurant into a multi-billion dollar business in just 22 years. Now what's interesting, it took IBM 46 years and Xerox 63 years to reach that level of sales. Yet Ray Kroc of McDonald's did it in 22 years. Just saying. In 1954, the manager of the Grand Old Opry fired a singer after one performance. He told him, and I have to do a little draw because that's how it's written, you ain't, got, you ain't going nowhere, son. You ought to go back and drive a truck. The young man went on to become the most popular singer in America named Elvis Presley. Guess that manager was having a bad day. All right. Now, we know this story really well, but I didn't know the story behind the story. When this man invented the telephone in 1876, it did not ring off the hook with calls from potential backers. After making a demonstration call, President Rutherford Hayes says, that's an amazing invention, but who would ever want to use one of them? It's Alexander Graham Bell. the one who invented that. In the 1940s, a young inventor took his idea to 20 corporations. Everybody say 20 corporations. It's a lot of corporations, including some of the biggest in uh, the country. They all turn him down. It's a lot of turning down. In 1947, after seven long years of rejections, he finally got a tiny company in Rochester, New York, called the Haloid Company, to purchase the rights to his invention, which was an electrostatic paper copying process. Chester Carlson is his name. And by the way, Haloid Company became known as Xerox Corporation, we know today.
0: Okay?
1: Now this gets better and better and better and better. I'm assuming the battery in that clock is right. Okay? Here we go. <laughs> Hasn't been before. Uh, she was the 20th of 22 children. Say 22 children, that's a lot of children. Wow. These are all that's this is all by one one you know one one man, one woman together. I'm like, okay. All right, that's just the story right there. All right? <laughs> She was the 20th, the 20th child born out of 22 children. She was born prematurely. And her survival was very doubtful. When she was four years old, she contracted double pneumonia and scarlet fever. Which left her with a paralyzed left leg. At age nine, she removed the metal leg brace she had been dependent on and began to walk without it. By 13, she developed what they call a rhythmic walk, which doctors said was a miracle. That same year, she decided to become a runner. She entered a race and came in last. For the next four years, every race she entered, she came in last. Everyone told her to quit, but she kept on running. You ever been told to quit, but you keep on running? One day, she actually won a race. And then Another. From then on, she won every race she entered. Eventually, this little girl, who was told that she would never walk again, went on to win three Olympic gold medals. She is the on and only Olympian Wilma Rudolph. Only God says it's done when it's done. What man says no to, God says yes to. Really, when it's his heart and it's part of your destiny and purpose, Nothing can stop the heart of God. Just saying. I love this one. He spent 27 years in prison. After being released, he dedicated himself. Everybody say he dedicated himself. To ending apartheid in South Africa. Received the Nobel Peace Prize and was elected president. It is the honorable... Nelson Mandela. Wow. All right. How are you doing so far? Good. My heart says, like, oh, this is so good, it's so good, it's so good, it's so good. These stories are to encourage your faith to really go for it. Now, if I heard correctly, which I know I did because I clean my ears every day, <laughs> Pastor Brent has stood up here multiple times. For those of you who were here, if you haven't, Listen to it on the podcast. I highly recommend it. Being entrepreneurial sons and daughters of the king. Whatever that might look like for you, it applies. Okay? And when he said that, we were sitting in the back, and I had to stomp my foot like I did growing up in church because it was so good. And I was thinking, I hope I don't, you know, make a scene, but it was good. 2013, I prophetically sense holds something very key. And I was asking God earlier, I said, Jesus, give me a picture because you can do it. The picture that he showed me is that you are the key. He has you in the keyhole and he's about to turn it and unlock something because you don't know what's on that other side of that door. You're only one turn away from your miracle. You're only one turn away. Somebody's being healed of a heart condition right now. I I feel this sort of like a pull. So whoever that is, whether it's somebody in here or listening to my podcast, um, don't think about it. Just just disclaim it. Jesus' name, be healed. Okay. Now, this next story is a little lengthier story. It's sort of the hallmark of everything. Now, (laughs) it really grabbed my heart. Because it's someone I know really well. Very close to. And given the culture of honor that we are in, which is part of, for those of you who know our core values, I had to ask permission to share it. So it would be honoring and I was granted the permission to share the story in detail, okay? This is a story, okay? All right. As a boy, he grew up in a Christian home with an upbringing in the Assemblies of God and some influence from the Church of God in Christ. At the age of three, his world would change as he was sexually molested one night at his grandmother's house by a babysitter while being awoke from sleeping. His grandmother and parents were out to dinner when this happened. He soon forgot about this moment of trauma as years passed. Growing up in a controlled and manipulative household, through his young adolescence, trouble was the main theme of his life. Almost every day in grandmother's school, and throughout middle school, he got into fights as peers continued to pick on him and he was seen as an easy target. This happened repeatedly throughout these years in public and Christian school. During the ninth grade, a gym teacher tried to break up a fight he and another student were in while well, he turned around and repeatedly hit the gym teacher. As a result, from the school district review board, he was expelled out of ninth grade in the school. Around this time in his life, his immediate family began to be torn apart as the details of an extramarital affair began to surface. As a result, his parents were asked to leave the church where his father served as an elder. This brought hardship and heartache to everyone in his family. For one year, that family did not attend church anywhere. In the midst of his parents becoming separated during this time, the thought of divorce always visited this young teenager's mind with him wondering if the family he grew up with would in one moment be no more. Eight months later, through the mercy and grace of God, his parents were reconciled to one another and began a journey to complete restoration. It's noted later on in this young man's story that his parents have been married now for 41 years and serve as elders in their local church. As this young preteen became angrier with his parents' older brother, people close around him, and current ordeals facing him, he began making decisions that hurt people around him verbally and through foolish actions. This behavior ultimately brought him to a point of being asked by his pastor to leave the church. By the way, the story tells us that a couple years ago, after having received inner healing, deliverance, and counsel, this young man was finally able to disclose to his parents what had happened to him over 35 years ago. In 1989, after his expulsion, he was accepted into an independent studies program. All of his prior credits in ninth grade had been wiped clean from the district when he was expelled, with the exception of 10 units of P.E. spared. His independent studies teacher made it crystal clear to him that there would be no room or tolerance for any foolishness. He told the young man that it was impossible to earn the required amount of credits in order to graduate junior high and prepare for high school. However, through hard work, commitment and sacrifice, this teenage boy was able to learn, to earn, rather, the thirty five units needed in time, added with the ten units of PE for a total of forty five units to meet the requirements of completion, graduating with a three point five GPA, the highest he had ever achieved up until that point. He was the first expulsion student in his school district to ever make a full comeback to finish his current grade and matriculate into high school. That's what I said, too, when I read it. During his three years of high school, this young man came in to encounter the sovereignty and grace of God. He felt for the first time in his life a sense of direction for his life, a call to ministry. Simultaneously, God began to put many desires and passions in this young man, gifts that would rise to the surface, which in turn would be cultivated for years to come. In 1992, he graduated high school and attended a fine arts school for graduating high school seniors, a school focused on helping and cultivating advanced students in their areas of study that would help launch them into a successful career in their industry. For the next 22 years, he was a member of a large charismatic church, involved with many ministries, a long season where he would find himself being groomed for future plans that God had in store. This story adds also that he has been able to cultivate a healthy relationship with his parents and siblings for many years now. But one thing was still missing. Everybody say, one thing was still missing. One thing still missing. Okay, if you come back next week, I'll tell the story. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. All right, continuing on. In 2008, he came to a spiritual dry place telling God, there must be more. Upon returning from Lakeland outpouring in Florida, he would never be the same. He felt a spiritual shift take place while in those meetings. He knew that things, life, could not, quote-unquote, progress and happen as usual. Through a course of three to four months, he experienced countless confirmations through dreams, prophetic words, and affirmations about the timing of transition. He was about to find himself in an atmosphere that would end up changing his world and allowing him to know his true identity. He had always heard about the Father's love growing up, but had never experienced nor encountered it as he knew God originally created and purposed for it to be. In almost five years of being in the atmosphere and culture that has transformed his life, heart, identity, and destiny through encountering the love of Papa God, he now knows and believes wholeheartedly he is one of the forerunners that will make history in specific arenas that God has called to him to in the world. And he's actually here tonight. And I want to introduce you to him. You're looking right at him. Now, what's interesting, it's about to get even better, okay? This is the story in my life up till now. And tonight is the first time that I've ever publicly shared it. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Bible that I read says the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. And just so you know, there's no such thing as waste in his kingdom. God will, and he has, he is, and he will continue to redeem all. he would defeat his nature if he did not so the stories are read tonight these people did not let things people said or did stop them there was a perseverance like no other they pushed through everybody say they pushed through, pushed through. To see their dreams come to pass. How much more with us as believers? Because all the first set of people that I spoke of were really in the secular eye. I don't know the relationship with the Lord. But there was something that they affixed their gaze on and they went after it. Because it wouldn't the the area in their heart would not be filled with anything else, they went for it. If God before you, who can be against you? Romans 8.31 tells us. If you're Jesus before you, what else is standing in your way? Now, this is where I'm going to preach. Okay? Like I said, I spend enough time around Church of God in Christ. I just don't have the Hammond B3 organ behind me. But anyway, I'll just pretend it's there. It's okay. Somebody in the house. One thing I've learned and continue to grow in is that when life gives you a kick, let it kick you forward. People get kicked around left and right. A lot of people get kicked down backwards. I was on the back, going back, going back, going back. But until the heart of the master, until his gentle loving kindness, I allowed him in those things that kept me captive for so long would not do it anymore. The kicking that had hap- happened was now allowing me to be kicked forward and propelled in what God originally designed for me. I'm going to read it again because it bears repeating. Romans 8, 28. And we know. Everybody say, and we know. We know. <laughs> That all things work together for good to those who love God. How many love God in this place? (laughs) To those who are the called according to his purpose. Jared 29.11. See, it's interesting. We all know these verses. And the phone does too. (laughs) Bless the phone, Lord. We know all these verses, but when you go through some stuff, anybody gone through some stuff? That verse is going to look a whole lot different when you reread it again. How many of you have ever, you know, you read a verse, John three sixteen, whatever it might be, it's very familiar to you. And there's some things, there's some stretching going on, or there might be some intense fellowship, if you will, between you and some other people. And you'll go back and you reread that verse, you're like, my God, I mean, it, it just jumps off at the page. It's interesting how God has a unique fashion of taking the rhema word and ministering it to your spirit. Jared twenty nine eleven declares for I know the thoughts that I think toward you says the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope a few chapters down in that prophets book we read out of 33 and 3 call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. And I love this one. Revelation 12 and 11. And they overcame him. Somebody saying they overcame him. Overcame. By the blood of the lamb. The you can overcome. Only overcome when the blood of Jesus is in the equation. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. How many overcomers in the house tonight? I would have all my feet and legs up if I could. You are an overcomer. And I don't say that cliche. You really are a overcomer. if you are washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit dwells in and lives in you, you are a overcomer, contrary to uh, popular belief opinion or here there doesn't matter you're a overcomer. One thing about the blood of Jesus that is so awesome that I keep on learning is that Satan can never cross it because the blood of Jesus saves and Satan's not about get saved he can't cross that bloodline what the Lord Jesus did on that cross for you and I what's so awesome is that we can revel in the cross now, I've heard that before I'm like oh that sounds nice we can really take to heart what Jesus done doing on the cross because the Jesus that I serve is not getting back up on that cross and dying again for me you already did it once and for all and that's the way it is when he said it was finished he really meant what he said there was no end to be continued. That they didn't sell, sell the the veil in the temple back up so it could be ripped again. So it's not gonna happen. Okay. Everybody say the blood, the blood of Jesus washes me clean. His blood and power makes us whole, makes us complete. The newness of life that it brings, the that
0: it brings.
1: Only, the only the blood. Now, when I read that in my Bible, I can't help but think I grew up on some brother, Andre Crouch. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And I sung that song, I don't know, I just lost count. But when you think of where you've been and where you're going, it's only the blood that can reach to the lowest of valleys. It's only the blood that can take you to the highest of mountains because the blood, come on. That gives you strength, as the lyrics goes on to say from day to day, it will never, ever, ever lose its power. I'm excited about it. Just saying. Second Corinthians five and seventeen. Therefore, everybody say, Therefore, Therefore. if anyone is in Christ, that is a present tense. He is. Say he is, he is. a new creation. All things, thank you Jesus, come on, right there is a good place to say amen. All things, come on, have passed away. Behold, all, 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 all things have become new. See, back in 828, and we know that all things work together. Like I said before, and I've learned this, there's no waste in the papa's eyes. It's just not. If you believe it, it's wrong theology. All right, this is where it gets really good. (laughs) I keep on saying that because I'm just being blessed up here. You know? Let me tell you one thing. What I share with you. I thought I would go to my grave with. I'm like, there's no way out there. I'll never tell anybody that. Because I thought I was making it up in my head. And then I learned that when you have the same thought, of there's a whole bunch of bad things that happen to you, and they keep coming back to you, chances are you're not making it up. Chances are something probably happened. And how many are thankful for this culture that we're in, where there is a safe atmosphere in confidentiality, where the Lord can heal you up. Yes. And the Lord can minister deep down into your soul. Which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And he can heal your spirit. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. This stuff works. Yeah. Now I believe looking back. I was thinking the other day. You know, the enemies really hit me every time. That something with music has happened in my life. Ooh, yep. Now you see. One side of me leading worship, and I'm very thankful and honored to do that. But when the enemy gets ear of a new song, he will try to do everything that he can. He really will. It's going to look different in a lot of different areas, but he's going to try to snuff that song out. He's going to try to kill it. Why? Because a song brings life. When he smells something with a scent of water, he's going to try to kill it because it because it brings life and just as when i was a young innocent child minding of my own business you try to snuff something out of me and for many years i let it control me some people know what i'm talking about whatever you're dealing with or have dealt with but you know the awesome thing about it is i sing Because I'm happy. You know it. I sing. Because I'm free. His eye is on the sparrow. And I know he watches me and you and you and you. Even when you don't think his eyes are on you, his eyes never leave you. The way it is. If you don't think he does, get over yourself. And I say that with a heart of love, compassion, and somebody who's walked through some stuff. Now, this is where it gets so sweet. Ah. Oh. Twelve years ago, God brought a gift into my life. She's the love of my life. So, Yeah. You know? I don't know. Have you ever been noticed? I'm gonna boast and those of you listening on podcasts, you just it's okay. We'll get along in the message, right? But um, how many of you notice that you who know her, she just sort of lights up a room when she comes in? Her countenance is always joyful and bubbly. And that's what attracted me to her, was her countenance of she can change atmospheres because there was something deep down in her that gave her that joy. I would not be who I am without her. I've learned that she can see things I can't see. She has radar that I don't have. For those of you who are listening to my voice, this is sound wisdom that I'm giving right now. Heed to take the note. And the cool thing about Papa is he knows what and who you need in your life at the right and perfect time. Anybody? Anybody? So when I think of her, and yes, this all has to do with destiny and our purpose. I'm getting there. Just hold on. But we're back at the love of my life. So when I think of her and all that she has done for me, there's a quote that comes to mind. This is the quote. A true friend is someone who knows the song in your heart and can sing it back to you when you have forgotten the words. Now what's interesting most people place us in our early 20s but we just celebrated our 10 year wedding anniversary and are the proud mama and papa of three pray for me please three daughters in the house eight, five and eight months so there's always something going on at my house okay okay And what's even more awesome is as of March this year, I was privileged to stay home with them and raise them myself. So whatever you've experienced, whatever you've encountered, whatever you have endured, whatever you've gone through, it all, everybody say all, All. it works together. Now I had a hard time believing that. I remember the first time I came to Blazing Fire Church, I was offended. I think the first three times I came, I was offended. I'm like, these people are freaks. Like, this worship is just like, whatever. And uh, it's like, they're like is this guy out there is just talking and all gentle and everything. Because, you know, I'm used to like, come on. Somebody tell it. You know, I mean, come out of that sort of background. I'm like, and I remember Carla. Hey, who, hey, Carla, we love you. She was leading worship the first night I came in. And uh, one thing about even in the midst of my offendedness is that there was just a gentle, sweet spirit coming out of her. And now, I know—I mean, I know what it is. It's that, that, that anointing, that, the leading of the Holy Spirit. So I was hungry for the real thing. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Now remember, nothing goes to waste. Now I'm going to underline and italicize because I feel there needs to be this uh, significance of this part. You have to know in your knower of knowers that there is no waste in the kingdom. Now I've heard it before with a metaphor that some people feel so minute or, you know, that we are the body of Christ. People have told me, I, don't, I feel like I'm a wart. Hey, as long as you feel you're a wart, you're still part of the body, <laughs> you know. But when we can come into our true identity of knowing who we are as sons and daughters of the King, you know, Pastor Brent preaches it. His hallmark message is the Father's love and how daddy loves you so much. The first time I heard that, I got offended. I'm like, that's, that's garbage. I mean, you know, what is this guy talking about? And I felt sorry looking back at it because I remember the first time I 50 questioned him. I wanted to know who his covering was and all this this stuff. And he, of course, had grace. And he had mercy. And I remember the first time. Is it okay if I had to share this? Okay. This is family. It's okay, right? The first time that broke me is we were in kingdom training. And there was the, uh, the blessing of the mother and the father. And uh, I went down. And who happens to be open? Pastor Brent. I'm like, okay, we're going to go. And with some reservations. And he looked into my eyes. And he blessed me. And then he said, open your eyes. I'm like, oh, dang, what's going on? He said, I bless you even as an earthly father. That broke me. And I cried. Because it hit something and touched something in me. That was longing to be touched. So when you see people around. Whether it's in this church. Or outside. Wherever, there's always a story behind the person. Because we really don't know. What people have walked through. God has each one of us. Specifically. At the specific place. That he wants us at. Because he is fashioning us into what he wants us to realize who we are. Even contrary, again, to people's thoughts and opinions, because I keep hearing it, God will retain the time that Satan has illegally taken from you. There is an appropriation, if you will, that he will do. Why? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Because he loves you. And he can. That's so what awesome is about his nature. His nature wants you. He wants you and I to succeed. He really does. And he wants us to carry out the great things in our lives. What's that look like? It's called destiny. And it's called purpose. Purpose. That's why he created us. Now one thing I have am learning is that God will not take something... How many of you have dreams in this room? How many of you want to fulfill those dreams? God will not put a dream in your heart and then take it back. He just won't do it. You know, I've heard people say recently, well, I'm afraid of dying and not fulfilling all my dreams. I said, if God truly puts something in your heart, you will see the full manifestation of it. I really wholeheartedly believe that. And he'll use people along the way and situations along the way to see that come to pass. Because God uses people. He did with me. Now, one thing I've learned about coming into the reality, because there is a reality, is that we have to believe who Papa says we were created to be. How many have been told by countless people what they think you are? Or what they think you ought to do? Okay? And we, we honor people's good intentions, but there is no substitute for the voice of the Father. Okay? Now for me, my destiny is all about doing things on a creative edge. In business, my aim is to generate wealth for the advancement of the kingdom of God. God's put that desire in me very strongly and I will succeed in doing it. He's also put a heart in me for pastoral ministry because I love people. I love people right where they're at. Whatever the condition is, it doesn't matter. And a prophetic encouragement to you tonight is the Lord spoke to me today that Um, you are to rise to the occasion. I said, well, that sounds pretty spiritual, God. You have to break that down. There is an occasion that the Father is inviting you to. It's a very special occasion of being fully released into your destiny that He created just for you. And you know what's awesome about that? That he'll use all the things, working them together for the good. Now what's awesome is each one of us are wired completely different. God made us that way. I believe that. And the reason I can stand up here and boldly declare that I will succeed is because that's who Jesus made me to be. There's an authority that is given. Everybody say right now, I'm called. I'm I'm destined. I'm I'm called. called. And I am destined. I am loved. I am cherished. and I am ever adored by my, by my Papa. Let that sink in for a little bit. And for those of you here who need to hear this, never dismiss any of your dreams. I used to think, well, that was a good idea. And Oh, that would have been cool to see that happen. And you start to have this negative cycle that produces nothing. Talks you right out of what God put in you. See, Dr. King had a dream. He, I consider him one of my mentors. We have not seen the complete fullness and manifestation of his dream, but we have seen a measure of it. He had a dream. Why does God give us dreams? Ideas? Desires? Passions? I have an answer, and it's very simple, because he can... The reason why he does that is his nature is giving. See, somewhere in my Bible, down in the New Testament, it said, and God so loved the world that he gave. His only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him, not perish, but really have everlasting life. God is always about giving. Why? Because he loves you that much. He even says in the word of the Lord that I have loved you with an everlasting love and I have drawn you with my loving kindness. That's pretty deep. When you stop and look at that, he loved you. With what kind of a love? It's everlasting. Now that's the thing that trips me up. It's this love of the magnitude that we only know here on earth, how much more? When we are in that different realm. In eternity with him. What's love going to feel like then? If we think, you know. He got it right. You get five bonus points for getting that. Come on. God has created you and I like no other can. Now this is this is where it gets good. We're talking about overcoming on your way to your dreams, right? Let me give you some practical examples. When our firstborn, when Aletta was pregnant with Isabella, we didn't know if we were having a girl or a boy yet. It was her first trimester, and Aletta came to me and she said, "I think I might have miscarried." And I'm like, "Okay." I said, "Well, let's go to ER." So at that time we went to Alta Bates in Berkeley. And she was on the exam table, you know. At, so we're waiting for the doctor. And I didn't go in with the agenda. But something rose out of me. I, I said, thus saith the word of the Lord, the baby will live and not die. Yes. I activated my faith. Yes. Yeah. I stretched my hand and I declared on purpose something that God was going to see it through. Right. That she would have perfect health. Now, it's interesting how God has a way of humor, or just how awesome he is, because she she was born on my birthday, out of all days. So the least to say, I have plenty of glittery decorations and princess cake every year. And you know what the cool thing about it is? I would not have it any other way. And her name means consecrated to God. Again, with our second-born, Francesca Sofia. Doesn't that just sound nice? And her name means free. She was born two months premature. And at that time, uh, the local assembly that we were a part of, um, we called in and it was not looking good. The condition was headed to preeclampsia. There's a blood condition, not good, just bad, This is bad all the way around. As my spiritual mentor Bill Johnson says, it's just a bad idea. It's just a bad idea all the way around. And we called, and we were prophesying in the hallway while letter was being rolled down on the stretcher with two nurses to the OR because they were going to do emergency C-section. And you have one veteran nurse that's worked there for like 30, 40 years, and then you have what they call a traveling nurse. Who was working there maybe like three days. So you have different spectrums going on, every saying, thus saith the word of the Lord, she will live and she will not die. She has destiny and she has purpose. And what was so interesting is that these two nurses started to cry because they felt a tangible presence. And after a month of being in the NICU, that baby put on enough weight to be discharged. You can't even tell. It's really with the authority that he's given to you people. There is an authority that I believe we underestimate at times that Jesus himself has given to us. It's freely given to us. Now, right now, think about your dreams. And I, not, I don't mean in a cliche way. I mean, really, we're going to go after this thing. I know Pastor Brent's heart. I've had conversations with him, and um, not cry to him. It's like you hit it right, right, right there. That's where I'm at. Isaiah 55:11, the word of the Lord that goes forth shall not return void; for what God has set it forth to do, it will accomplish itself. God can't speak something and return it empty-handed. He can't bring reproach upon his own word. And the intended motive of my heart, people, is really to love. Since coming here with all my baggage, I've learned that love can break anything that nothing else can. So I have strongly urge, strongly urge you to let him go to those places. Because we all have them. It's just, just the way it is. We do. And they all look different. But let him go. I told Pastor Brent not too long ago, I said, I don't want nothing standing in my way and preventing me from stepping into my destiny and the purpose for my life any longer than it needs to be. And then we ask Jesus, Jesus, what is it? Show me, Lord. And then we ask Jesus, Jesus, come with me. Because he'll do it. He's not, you know, higher. He'll go where we go. And he'll go there. Now remember, he already went to hell and took uh, the, the keys of death, hell, and the grave. So he's been to some places. Okay, uh, nothing's too weird for the Lord. Yeah. This that was for free. So we're gonna shift gears because we can. That's where Lord wants to go. So we're gonna shift. I feel led to pray for some specific areas because I have the authority in it and I have the power to break it because I've, I've done it in my own life with the leaning and the auction of the Holy Spirit. Those of you who know young people, let's say that are not choosing God's best for their life right now, stand any of the above doesn't matter yeah God's no respecter of age or person so yeah yeah because for a long time I thought I was damaged goods and that there was no way that Lord could really truly use me because of what had happened because for so long I thought it was my fault What kinds of, you know, uh, untruth that comes into your your mind. And what we're going to do specifically for these people who are standing, we're going to do it in the power of agreement because I've found out that something happens when we all agree in unity. Something happens when we all agree in one. Whether people have rebelled, I'm actually reading my own laundry list here, whether they backslid, emotional hurt, trauma, pain, whatever it might be, Jesus can go there. Jesus can heal the heart via through the Holy Spirit. Because I said when I first started that the Holy Spirit can go where man cannot. And so what I want to specifically and choicefully pray is that we're going to pray for the Holy Spirit to apprehend in a lovable way these lives that you're standing for, whether you're standing in proxy or people you know, okay? So, Lord, we thank you, Father, that you are the Alpha and you are the Omega. You see everything from the beginning to the end. And, Father, we see, you see every uh, big thing to every small thing from the minute to the largest. Lord, you see dreams. You see desires. You see hurts. You see misconceptions, misinterpretation. You see all these things, Lord. But Father, we know that your best is yet to come. So Lord, we ask in the power of unity, one body agreeing together, that you would come right now. And just just, just gently speak their name out. Okay? That you would come, Lord, and you would begin to move upon these ones in only how you can do it. Now, Father, I pray for the administration of the Holy Spirit to be at work in these people's lives. Whatever, however, wherever, and whenever you're going to do it, Lord, Just do it. Now we're going to stay here real quick because there's something going on. God is in, is all about freeing people up. You know when it gets really expensive in the natural when you try to take on extra baggage when you go somewhere? You'll get that in a minute. (laughs) And what God is doing is He's taking the unnecessary baggage away. (laughs) Because where you are destined and purpose to go, that baggage can't go with you because it would cost you way too much. And the Jesus that I serve already paid the price once and for all. There was no, like, stipulated payment arrangements to continue it on. It was a done deal. We don't have to keep paying on something that he already paid for. So Lord, we just thank you for these lives. And, Father, I'm going to prophesy that they are these, some of these people are world changers. Yes. They're going to do great and mighty things, Father. Whatever it looks like, regardless what level they do it at, Lord, you know the heart, you know the intent, you know the objective, you know the aim, you know how they're going to do it, Father. And we thank you that you are bringing them back by the power of your love yes. to a place where God's best is going to be their portion. Right now, you all can sit down. We're going to pray for a different group of people now. Everybody doing okay? Okay. Ah, is everybody just breathe. Breathe in. Breathe out. Inhale. Exhale. Okay? Good. All right, I want to pray for those who... You know you have to move forward. I don't care what it is. Business, personal life, spiritual life, emotional life—whatever it may be—you know you want to move forward, and you can see it with your, um, you can see it with your sight. But something keeps on holding you in the way, and the stubborn thing will just not get out of there. It lies to you; it tells you this when, in actuality, it's contrary. If that's you, Stan, and I, I'm standing too because I got some stuff. We all have stuff. <laughs> all right, Lord, we thank you. Now, Father, that you're coming to finalize some things. Yes. Now, Father, we ask you right now that you would break everything that would hold back your people. Lord, the smell of metal gets old after a while. No more chains. No more chains. No more bondage, Lord. We break it off in the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Now, Lord, it doesn't feel good being tied up. For a long, long, long time. Now, Father, through the power of the Holy Spirit and through the authority that I have, as you've broken things off of my life and you continue to do so, Father, I pray that this stuff would be broken in the name of Jesus. in In the name, in the name, in the name, in the name, in the name. I want to declare over everybody here tonight, including myself, that you will succeed. You will succeed. Yes. You, will succeed. Yes. Yes. you will be the head and you will no longer be the tell. Come on. Yes. Now, whatever specifically it is that you're believing for, just release it right now. Holy Spirit, go where I cannot go. Holy Spirit, do your thing. We thank you for the person of the Holy Spirit that comes right now. Now. Father, I ask for all emotional pain that you would go and and tend to that. You would begin the process. Begin the process, Lord. I've been sensing real strong that 2013 holds a lot. It's almost like an unto a bowl in the heavens that is in the tipping position, and God's about to lavish a lot of great things. Father, we want to be in a place and we want to be in a position, Lord. That will not hinder and that will not hold back. Father, a place, a place, Lord, a healthy place. All right, everybody, sit down. We're we're getting towards the end of the sc- the notes. That is. How's everybody doing? Good. Just gonna wait a couple more minutes. So. It's called being obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit. That's what it's called. receive right where you're at because he's pouring something out don't want to miss it father we receive what you have for us we are overcoming on our way to our dreams thank you for breaking every chain and every fetter Lord God now. So I'm picking up a couple of prophetic things, and I'm just going to go ahead and... Release, release that. (laughs) All right, so the Tillies, you guys were highlighted in green to me. I don't know why, I don't know what green is, but nonetheless, he chose to use green. Um, There's a new, it's almost like a new chapter coming to you guys, a chapter that you have anticipated with great expectation that you wanted to be written for a long, long time. And I get the same picture that I've I've gotten in the past before where the Lord himself is picking up the quill and he's dipping it in the inkwell and he's beginning to write some new things for you guys. So we bless you guys. You too. Okay, We bless you. A little different when you're up here by yourself
0: <laughs> pressure's off.
1: Dad, Dad. yes father uh, so Peter hey, hey Peter Hello. how you doing how are you? okay so uh, <gasps> I really feel strongly that um the things that you guys are uh, really been believing for in prayer for about specific situations that only God can move in is he's, he's going to begin to answer those things are going to begin to look a little bit different. If you will, it's not going to be the same old, same old. That's what I'm getting. But that God has a lot better in store. We bless you. We bless your hearts and we do bless your spirits in Jesus name. It's a couple more minutes. I'm just going to wait a couple more minutes and then I'm going to get out of, get out of here. Get out of here. Cat, <laughs> how are you doing? I like to personalize it as you can tell. Um I'm getting this word I've gotten once before, but when I looked at you, it just came back. Uh, it's prophetic popcorn. And uh, things are going to start to pop and open all up, all around you. You're going to be walking. Now, this is metaphorically speaking, but you're going to be walking, and bam, God's going to open something up. Then you're going to be like, wow, that was just so awesome, and bam, something else is going to open up. God's going to do prophetic popcorn in your life because of... You, you are in complete love with him. And he is in complete love with you. He is in complete love with your passions. He is in complete love with your desires. He is in complete love with your heart. He is in complete love with your destiny. He is in complete love with your purpose that he created only you for, to carry out in this earth within your sphere of influence, within your sphere of people, how you communicate to people, all the things, and he will give you all the resources necessary to see those things come to fruition. In Jesus' name. So what we're going to do now, we're going to shift one more gear. Everybody say we're shifting one more gear. Okay. And uh, those of you, I'm going to invite the prayer ministry team to come on up. And I just want to give, um, let's give them a hand. Come on. We can do that. We honor them as well. I just want to give a little bit of instruction. Um, whatever you need prayer for tonight, we are here to stand in agreement with you. Hey, hey. And as my pastor always says, you "No, know, come, let them know what you need agreement it's not a counseling session we don't want those okay but let us know what you need agreement for and we will agree with you for the best for God's best in your situation amen we love you we look forward to seeing you on Monday night with Georgian Banoff at the New Year's Eve celebration in Dublin amen And we bless you in the name of Jesus, Father. We thank you right now for your people. We thank you for all the dreams that are represented in the household tonight, Father. And we thank you that not one single dream drops to the ground, withers and dies, Father. But it's the contrary, Lord. These things are going to be magnified. They're going to spring up, Lord God. They're going to bloom with greatness the things that you have placed in our hearts because you do not make mistakes, Father. You put things in our hearts for a purpose, Lord. And we're going to see them. We will see the full, and I prophetically declare it, a full manifestation. A full manifestation. A full manifestation of the dreams. They're going to happen, and I declare it in your ear and I declare it in your heart tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You're dismissed. God bless you real good.
0: Thank you, Thank you very much. Give my, a letter my love.
1: <laughs> I need this out of the way.
0: Somebody move that out of the way.